TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. And good morning and welcome once again to Radio 81 WEDO 1550 WZUM. WMCK.FM and TubeCityOnline.com. We're going to talk about one of our local communities that I think a lot of people go through or go past or or go around sometimes, uh, but don't think too much about, and that is the very interesting borough of Dravosburg. We're also going to talk this morning about a movie about a cemetery. What's that all about? Uh, Good morning. Our guests this morning are Doug Baxter. He is the president of the Dravosburg Community Archives. Good morning, Doug. Good morning. And Jan Catalona, who we've talked to before from the McKeesport Art Group, she is the secretary of the Dravosburg Community Archives. Good morning, Jan. Good morning to you. Let's first of all talk about this this movie about a a, a cemetery. What is this uh, movie about the cemetery, Jan? Well, uh, we were going to have a walking tour of Richland Cemetery. That's the big cemetery that's uh, when you come across the Mansfield Bridge there. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, but we thought maybe that might not be a good idea since um, the weather might not be cooperating or maybe people couldn't walk the distance. Mm -hmm. So uh, that morphed into an idea about making a video of the characters that are buried in a Richland Cemetery, the more famous one. Now, how long ago was this idea first uh, sort of germinated? Oh, my, it had to be about three years ago. Okay. Uh, t- tell us, first of all, the, the, the movie, I, I, wanna, I don't want people to tune out. So April 24th, there's going to be a screening of this film. Correct. And where is that? That will be at the Amity Church, uh, 400 Euclid Avenue in Dravosburg, uh, downstairs in their social hall. Okay. At what time? Uh, 2 o'clock. Okay, so 2 o'clock, April 24th, which is what, a Sunday? It's a Sunday. Sunday, April 24th at 2 o'clock at the Amity Presbyterian Church in Dravosburg. What is the name of the, the movie that is going to be screened? It's Silent Tales from Richland Cemetery. Silent Tales from Richland Cemetery is the name of the film. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. Um, so what's so interesting about a cemetery? Well, we have quite a few uh, famous people buried there or persons that who have... Um, been at the right place at the right time as far as history is concerned. Very, some very interesting, uh, well, Silent Tales is, is, the name of the t- is the name of the film, but some very interesting uh, things that happened to some of these folks in their lives. True. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 like who are some of them? Well, for instance, um, we have Jabez Griffith buried there. He's one of the uh, soldiers that carried uh, Lincoln from Ford's Theater. Uh, he's buried there. We have a survivor of the Little Bighorn. That's with with uh, General Custer. General Custer, uh-huh. uh-huh. He's he's buried there. Uh, we have also um, zeroed in on not only individuals, but also like the flu epidemic and you know World War Two and World War One. So it's not just just people, but situations also. We're, we're going to talk a little bit more about this process of getting this movie made. So stay tuned. The film is called Silent Tales. It is going to be screened Sunday, April 24th at 2 o'clock at the Amity Presbyterian Church. Jan, is there a telephone number people can call for more information? Uh, my number, okay. 412-469-2710. 
271. And, and I might add, Jason, that it is free. It is free and, and is open to the public. Like, yeah. Doug, we're going to bring you in on this now. I, I, I hope I wasn't saying anything disparaging about uh, Dravosburg Borough, but we, we have so many interesting communities in uh, the Pittsburgh area that people, I, I think it's one of those communities that kind of gets overlooked sometimes. Tell us a little bit about the history of, of the uh, community of Dravosburg. Uh, the community, well, there's, there's been people in Dravosburg for an awful long time. In around 2001, uh, one of our members determined that the town would be 100 years old in 2003. Okay. And, uh, and are, those the, are those the chimes of the, of the town hall there in the background? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I think you're telling a fib. I know where the municipal building is, and I don't think it has chimes. Go ahead, Doug. I'm sorry. Uh, Anyhow, the town was, uh, was 100 years old in 2003, and uh, we decided to uh, form a committee to celebrate that. And uh, we had uh, four major events during 2003 uh, to celebrate the centennial of the community. Uh, following that, we evolved into uh, the DeBosburg Community Archives because we had some funding left over, and we had a lot of things that have been donated uh, to us by local residents and uh, we could no longer continue as a centennial committee, and we evolved into the Dravosburg Community Archives. There also was a very nice book, if I recall correctly, that was put out for that. There was. It's about a, a slightly under 400 pages, and it was edited by Jan. He did an excellent job. Uh, it includes the history of the town, history of the residents, uh, family histories, military histories, then and now photographs of the community. Uh, it's a very nice book that's been uh, rated very highly by uh, many other organizations that have seen it. And we've gone through at least four major printings of the book, and uh, we're now in a phase where we get uh, individual requests from time to time, mainly from people who are out of the area. Sure. An excellent book. We're talking hey. with, with, with Doug Baxter. He's the president of the Dravosburg Community Archives. We're also talking with Jan Catalona, who's the secretary of the Dravosburg Community Archives. April 24th at 2 o'clock, a movie called Silent Tales from Richland Cemetery is going to be screened at the Dravosburg uh, Amity Presbyterian Church, and that is at 2 o'clock. And you can call Jan for more information at 412-469-2710. Uh, a couple of months ago, we, we had a couple of gentlemen on here who talked about the uh, they had just written a book about Versailles Township, which, of course, is a lot of the communities on the McKeesport side of the river were originally part of this big Versailles Township. But one of the things they were talking about is that the township of Versailles grew up around the river. Um, Doug, I, I'm assuming Roseburg, it's the same thing. It was a, a river town originally. Yes, it was. It, it grew up mainly on the basis of mining and uh, boat construction along the river. What is, the, what, is this, what is the mining? Is that is that where Dravosburg gets its name? Uh, the founder, John Dravot, okay, uh, was was into the mining business, uh, lumber mining and boat building. Basically, uh, there were several people who were involved with mining in the community, um, and you're, you're right. Like many of the communities along the Mon, uh, that's what Dravosburg flourished from originally. Well, can people see evidence if they – so Dravosburg, for people who maybe are not super familiar with the area, I know that the two radio stations, the two AM stations we're on, cover a lot of territory. Um, so Dravosburg is, is directly across the river from McKeesport and, and Glassport. It's right on the Monongahela River. Um, the Mansfield Bridge, if you're coming from West Mifflin to, to McKeesport, you cross over the Mansfield Bridge. You go right smack through Dravosburg. Um, is there evidence that people can still f find of any of these old mines? Uh, there is a little bit, but uh, they're very hard to find. Yes, it, the, the mining um, entrances were in the side of the hill as you go up through Devosburg, 
and um, the coal was taken by a tipple down to the river where it was loaded on the barges and hauled away from there. And when did those coal mines sort of what they call play out? So when did the coal mines uh, like run out of coal? Uh, probably the early 1900s. Okay. Was there any mining activity up until like World War II? Because I know uh, during World War II, during World War One and World War II, a lot of those old coal mines got reopened. Uh, not to my knowledge, okay. but that, that ended much much earlier than that. How, how did your Vosburg uh, escape being um, having a steel mill, for instance? Because you know you've got Glassport had a foundry, and McKeesport, of course, had steel mills and Clareton and all these other towns, and then they built the Irvin Works up there on top of the hill, what they used to call Camden Hill. Um, Dravosburg somehow uh, stayed suburban and, and rural and, and kind of peaceful. Yes, I think it was probably a bedroom community mainly. Uh, it only encompasses about one square mile and maybe, uh, I think right now, probably less than 2,000 residents. That's about 1,800 is what the figure that I have. Yes. Okay. Okay. We're, we're talking with Doug Baxter and Jan Catalona from the Dravosburg Community Archives. And, and the purpose for one thing is to talk about this, this movie that's going to be screened uh, on April 24th at 2 o'clock at the Amity Presbyterian Church in Dravosburg. It is called Silent Tales from Richland Cemetery. And we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to ask uh, Jan and Doug a little bit about um, the process of, of pulling together the information of this movie and uh, a little bit about the people who are behind making the movie, okay? Great. And we will be back here on the other side on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 WZUM, the new sound of the Mon Valley, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation. Since 1976, the foundation has addressed key concerns that affect our good health, as well as our education, social needs, recreation, safety, and security. The foundation partners with UPMC McKeesport and other agencies to eliminate barriers to all services for all residents of the Mon Valley. Visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email tubecitytiger at gmail.com. And we're back here on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 WZUM, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. Our guests this morning are Jan Catalona and Doug Baxter. Uh, They are the secretary and president of the Dravosburg Community Archives. We're talking a little bit about the history of of Dravosburg, um, which is a very, very pretty town. (laughs) It's just, I don't know how else to say it. It's it's just a very, uh, one of the little uh, corners of the Mon Valley. It's just a very pretty uh, little corner of the Mon Valley. And also, um, especially about this upcoming movie. Well, it's it's actually been screened before. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, called Silent Tales from Richland Cemetery. Uh, talking about some of the interesting people uh, who are in the Richland Cemetery there on the side of Dravosburg Hill. That is at 2 o'clock April 24th at the Amity Presbyterian Church in Dravosburg on McClure Street, you said? No, Euclid Avenue. Euclid Avenue, thank you. Um, you can call Jan for more information, 412-469-2710. Jan, before we took the break, I was asking Doug about some of the early history of Dravosburg. Uh, what have I left out? What haven't I asked him about? Well, I don't think, I think you've covered it all. I mean, we were are mining and boat building mainly. Where was the boat? Where was the shipyard at? Down where the barges are now? Absolutely true. That's where the boat building took place. And and who built the boats? And what kind of boats are we talking about? Um, well, it used to be Hillman. It changed hands so many times. Uh-huh. 
um, the original owner was John C. Risher, who owned most of the, the territory that we... And wasn't there also a Risher mine? Yes. That was one of the coal mines uh, that came out? Yeah, he bought out Dravot's mines. Okay. And uh, he became actually really the founder of this town. Uh, but it took the Dravot name because Dravot was here and they put a post office in and his name was Dravot. So that's how the name came about. I saw a reference somewhere to, to Dravosburg, just like Pittsburgh at one time had an H on it. Oh, yes, it did. <laughs> okay. If you look into the censuses in 1880, it had, a, it had the H on the end of it. And it, it, it lost its H, but Pittsburgh kept theirs. How did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. We were a little wiser. How's that? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Pittsburgh would have amounted to something if they would have moved it closer to Travosburg. That's um, true. What kind of boats were they building? That Like steam, big, heavy steamboats, paddle wheel boats, what? Uh, barges, barges and tugboats. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of when you come over the Mansfield Bridge, um, if you're coming from McKeesport, well, you can't really see it. Uh, but mm-hmm. if you're going towards McKeesport and you sort of look down to the right, you, you, you can sign to see the, there's still a barge dock and things there. Correct. But mm-hmm. they were actually, was heavy shipbuilding there, huh? Yes, there was. And where did those boats go to? Um, all up and down the uh, Monongahela, clear to the Ohio, and down to the Mississippi. A- any any famous ones? I know Elizabethboro also was a was a boat building community at one time, and, and some of those boats, I guess, became fairly famous on the the Mississippi River. That's true. These were some of the boats that uh, Mark Twain, for instance, would have would have seen uh, when he was a, a riverboat. Uh, 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 I forget what his t- exact title was, but when he was working on the riverboats in, in the Mississippi, um, some of Dravosburg's boats ended up down there too. The, the J.C. Risher was one of those. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. And what kind of what, was that? A tugboat or a? St- it was uh, a tug. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was a tug. Okay. So there, uh, John C. Risher. Well, he had his hands in real estate, boat building, mining. Um, offices in Pittsburgh, so he was quite the prominent fellow, and he will be the narrator for our film. Okay, let's uh, let's let's let me ask you one more quick question. And that is um, the, the 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 Kordalskis who were on here a couple months ago to talk about Versailles Township mentioned that one of the big things with the development of Versailles Township, as with much of this valley, was not just the rivers but the railroads. When did the when did the railroads come to Travosburg? Uh They came through uh, almost simultaneously with the mines. Okay. Uh, the one along the river did, anyhow. Okay. And there was only a single rail at one time. And then as the mines grew, they needed a, a second rail, and a second rail was put through. Now, the the railroad behind us up here, that goes under the boulevard, uh-huh. the Keysburg Duquesne Boulevard, that was put in when the Irvin Works came into being about 1948. That's the uh, the Union Railroad, yeah. and actually one of the, the disc jockeys on our internet radio station used to work there, and he says, oh, Dravosburg Tunnel, I know it well. I said, I'll bet. <laughs> he was a conductor there. I said, I'll bet you do. Yeah, they carry slabs from E.T. clear up to Irvin Works, but that's all the further they go. That's it. The, the, my understanding also is that the, the Mansfield Bridge that we know today was not the original bridge there between Dravosburg and, and McKeesport. Where was the original bridge? The original bridge was, um, oh, gee, about 100 yards down toward McKeesport. Okay. It would come down to, um, McClure and go into 10th Ward of McKeesport. And it was much lower. Not, and it was lower, mm-hmm. Okay. And also was wooden. Oh, is that right? Uh-huh. When you uh, drove over it, it rattled. Clunk, 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 clunk. <laughs> it used to scare me when I was a kiddo. Uh, Jan Catalona is the secretary of the Dravosburg Community Archives. Also on the line with us this morning is Doug Baxter, Baxter the president of the Dravosburg Community Archives. So tell us about this 
film, and I'm not sure who wants to start. Jan, I know you've been involved with this uh, since it was first into the discussion. Well, after we decided um, that... So you were going to do a walk. You were telling us before you took the break, you were going to do a walking tour of the Richland Cemetery. That's correct. And and decided that that might not be the best idea. Right. Now, then we got the idea that we should make a, a video, a video film. And we were referred to Dr. Jay Breckenridge at Penn State. He's there. He was head of their theatrical department at that time. He's since retired. Mm-hmm. And uh, he directed us to the uh, Carnegie Screenwriters of Pittsburgh. Okay. And they presented the project to um, an outfit called L76 Productions. Okay. And uh, they uh, uh, got involved in it. And uh, from there on, we were launched. How did you, um, Doug, let me ask you, the, the, some of the research that they used for the film, was that some of the things that was, was turned up when you were doing the Dravosburg Centennial? Uh, I'm not sure if that's how it originated. Uh, our former president, Dick Backus, and, uh, and Jan uh, principally came up with uh, information on the more interesting people who were interred at Richland and, uh, and wrote a lot of the background uh, for those people to use. So I, I guess, Jan, that's, that's just how it evolved, really. And uh, the screenwriters, they, they did some, some writing also based upon what had been given to them by us. How, um, how long did it take to, to develop the script, Jan? Well, we worked probably close to a year on the script, uh, going back and forth with the screenwriters. And who were the, who were the writers for you? Um, his name is uh, Bob Scott from Carnegie Screenwriters. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's a lot more involved in this than what you think because the sound has to match the, the words yeah. and the, the movement has to match the time. So it, it's very difficult to put something like this together, uh, especially, you know, for a small little outfit that we are. And not only that, we had actors and actresses that came right here from the, uh, from the area. They volunteered their services. In other words, they did it just for the love of doing it. Okay. So they helped make that possible. And how about how long is the movie itself? Thirty minutes. Thirty minutes, and and it took. Well, of course, we know how long it takes to to make a a, a big Hollywood movie. Not that this is a big Hollywood movie, but it takes <laughs> years sometimes. So, but it was it a surprise to you that it took a year to go back and forth writing the script and rewriting the script. And... No, not really, because it took another year to film it. Okay. Uh, what happened was, you know, you, you, you do a filming and then it, the lighting wasn't right. Sure. The sound wasn't, wasn't right. And then you just did it over and over. I know one scene we did, I think it was like five hours. Okay. For a few minutes worth of film. <laughs> and the, you, you mentioned that the, the screenwriters, you said Bob Scott was the lead screenwriter. He, mm-hmm. he is not from Dravosburg, correct? No, he lives in Bethel. So you had to you had to get people who uh, people were willing to commit to this and 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 work on this. Absolutely. Even though they they had no real connection to Travosburg originally. Not at all. Mm-mm. Okay. That's an interest in uh, in acting and filmmaking. Okay. Uh, we're going to take one more quick break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about what people will see when they go to see this film. And also, um, I understand it is going to be coming to DVD, and, and people will eventually be able to get a copy uh, if they can't make it to one of the local screenings. Is that okay? 
That's fine. Okay, we're talking with Jan Catalona. She's the secretary of the Dravosburg Community Archives, also with Doug Baxter, who is the president of the archives. On April 24th, Sunday, April 24th at 2 o'clock, there's going to be a screening at the Amity Presbyterian Church in Dravosburg of Silent Tales from Richland Cemetery, a new half-hour film uh, which tells the stories of some of the people who are buried there. It is free. It is open to the public. If you need more information, you can call Jan at 412-469-2710. We'll be back in 60 seconds to wrap up. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation, celebrating 36 years of supporting community health programs and services for you and your family. The foundation works with UPMC McKeesport as well as through the Mon River Fleet Partnerships in Braddock, Clareton, Duquesne, and McKeesport. If you would like to make a donation to the McKeesport Hospital Foundation or find out more about it, visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. You're listening to Two Rivers, 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media, Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. And we're back for a final few minutes with Jan Catalona and Doug Baxter from the Trafosburg Community Archives. We're talking about a film that has been made about the stories behind some of the people who are buried in the Richland Cemetery there on Trafosburg Hill. If you cross over the Mansfield Bridge uh, from McKeesport into Trafosburg and you're going up the hill, it is the uh, big, very peaceful-looking cemetery there over uh, to the left as, as you're going up uh, Richland Avenue. Uh, before we took the break there, um, we were talking about the process of, of making this movie. Um, I'm going to ask you, Doug, describe the movie is it's fictional, but based on facts. Is that an accurate way to do it? Uh, yes, it's actually historically very uh, accurate. Uh, we, we went to great lengths to do that. There's, there's some minor little parts with her, with some storytelling and that sort of thing to make it entertaining. But uh, it's a historically correct presentation. Um, so you have actors playing some of the people who are, are buried in, in Richland Cemetery. Correct. And, and these are people who... Uh, Kind of, I guess, like an avocation for a lot of these folks that uh, uh, have been doing this many for many years, and they participate in theater productions and and whatever, and just for the love of the, of the art, primarily, and, and maybe with the expectation that someday they'll get an opportunity to, to do something big you know, and further their careers that way. But I just wanted to spe- make sure people realize that it's not a it's not a documentary and thing. It is, it is um, a fully fleshed out story. Right, and it, uh, it it took us about two years to do this, and uh, we actually brought in a, uh, a reenactment group from the, the Civil War reenactors from Belfont to uh, do some of the filming with them, and uh, just a, a lot of different things that went into this film. So the f- most famous person, uh, uh, the person who has the most famous probably connection to national history, um, as Jan mentioned earlier in the half hour, is Jabez Griffiths, who was one of the people... Uh, one of the soldiers who carried President Lincoln out of Ford's Theater after he was shot. Um, but who are some of the uh, other folks uh, who... I can jump in there. Yeah, please do. Uh, they were William Sample, okay. um, John Corey, okay. uh, Jacob Souls, and Jabez. Oh, okay. But who are some of the other folks who... But they're not buried in Richland Cemetery, correct? No, they're not. But okay. they all came from the same military outfit that was stationed around the Keysport. Uh, yeah, they, they all yeah they all had connections back to the Mon Valley. Who are some of the other folks who were buried at Richland Cemetery though, that are in the uh, film? That, oh, Ed Pigford. Who is it? What did Ed Pigford do? Ed Pigford uh, survived the Battle of the Little Bighorn. He was in one of the carcerary units 
and actually watched the battle. Uh, then, he, then they realized they were under attack also. So, um, and he actually survived. This, he is, was, uh, this is the battle that we now know is, is Custer's last stand. And... Custer's last stand, correct. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, yeah. came, and came back to Dravosburg and, and did what then? Well, he actually went back to Elizabeth, where he was born. Okay. And uh, raised the family and uh, was quite the storyteller. I'll bet. He had quite a story to tell. <laughs> a few stories to tell, I'll bet. He actually, certainly did. Uh, uh, I was going to jump in. Actually, he started off in this area as a coal miner. Okay. And after doing that for about a year, he decided that he didn't want to do that for the rest of his life. So he enlisted in the military. And then after experiencing uh, the Little Bighorn and some other things, he decided maybe coal mining wasn't was a better idea. After all. <laughs> he retired to this area. You know. <laughs> it's funny how that would look better to you after uh, yeah. after being involved in a, in a massacre like that. Uh, who were some of the other folks, Jan, who, who are depicted in the film? Um, well, George Taylor is depicted. He's... Um, the unofficial poet laureate of McKeesport. Okay. His poems used to appear in the Daily News all the time. Okay. And actually, he's buried here uh, in Richland. Okay. And also, uh, most of the fellows that the American Legion w- were named after are also there, buried there. Is there any women in this film? Um, no, uh-uh, other than the flu epidemic scenes. We have some women in that. Let's tell us about the flu epidemic. That was 1918, correct? Correct. And that was before we had sort of the modern antibiotics or anything uh, to, to treat the flu. There was no flu vaccine. There was no antibiotics. So how, how, how did that affect a, a town like Dravosburg? Well, you know, each town was affected. Some uh-huh. families were completely decimated or their children were left uh, orphans from it. Uh, in Richland Cemetery, there's probably... Oh, my gosh. I don't know how many are buried there. Just little tiny marble markers. Of children. Yeah. because Well, not only children. Okay. They, they were dying faster than they could bury them. Wow. In a lot of places, the persons who worked in the cemetery were afraid to bury them because they didn't want to get the disease also. So, uh, you know, they didn't really have time to uh, dig individual graves. So the markers are just, you know, adjacent to each other. Wow. Again, if I can jump in here, the flu was so devastating that people would wake up in the morning perfectly healthy, develop a fever maybe by noon and be dead by evening. It came on that quickly. Good grief. How many times has this been shown now in public? It was got to debut then in in January just a couple months ago, and and how many times has this been shown now? This will be the third time. We we had the premiere, as we called it, in January. Uh, We did one showing to a local historical society, uh, about a month ago, and uh, this will be the. This is the one for the community of Dravosburg itself. Is this the first time it's been shown in Dravosburg? Right, and we wanted to give the community uh, one of the first chances to see the movie. That's very neat. Uh, that'll be that'll be very cool, and that should be a fun day for the whole borough. And for probably you'll have some people come back from who who maybe grew up there and, and maybe moved away. Uh, very possibly, yes. But, is is there some way that people can support the Dravosburg Community Archives if they have something either that is from the history of Dravosburg or they want to make a, a financial contribution? How would they get in touch with you? Uh, well, Jan is our main contact, okay. person, and she's given her, her number on. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we, we're always encouraging people. You know, in today's world, uh, uh, you know, when people pass away, usually the descendants come into town and uh, and uh, throw things away, get yeah, stir and move out quickly. We've tried to get the word out that. Before anybody does anything like that, to contact Jan or any one of us that they happen to know and uh, let us have an opportunity to see if there's anything historically significant uh, that we would want to, to keep and preserve. And the archives are there at the Amity Church? Yes. Yes, they are. Okay. We were very fortunate that the 
the church has given us uh, space to store our items, to display our items, and uh, we don't have regular hours when we're open, but... Uh, Sunday, April 24th at 2 o'clock at the Amity Presbyterian Church. There is going to be a screening, the Dravosburg premiere uh, of, of this new movie, Silent Tales uh, from Richland Cemetery, about some of the famous and historic people who are buried in the Richland Cemetery there in Dravosburg. And uh, I, I had another... Oh, DVD. Um, is This movie eventually is going to be out on DVD, uh, we think? Yes, it is. Uh, we, we have made uh, copies of the DVD. We have so far not marketed them to okay. the public. Uh, but eventually they will be. Okay. And, uh, so, so if people get on your Facebook page there, on Dravosburg Community Archives Facebook page, um, they, they can keep an eye on that, and when the DVD is out, I'm assuming that's where you'll announce it. Yes, okay. as, as well as uh, we will have some for sale probably at this uh, screening on the 24th. Uh, I want to thank both our guests, uh, Doug Baxter and Jan Catalona from Dravosburg Community Archives. That screening, once again, is at 2 o'clock, April 24th, at the Amity Presbyterian Church. If you need more information or directions, call Jan at 412-469-2710. Jan and Doug, thank you both very much for taking some time to talk with us this morning. You're welcome, Jason. And thank you all for listening to Radio 81 WEDO. 1550 WZUM, WMCK.FM, the new sound of the Mon Valley, and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright 2015, Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated, WEDO Radio, 810 Incorporated, or those of AM Guys LLC, WZUM 1550. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution or find out how you can underwrite this program, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Thank you.